live and local, across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Ian Dable. Cambridge 105 Radio. The Sunday Times Places to List, Places to Live even, list has just been published. And a couple of places from our part of the world, namely Bourne and Saffron Walden, have made it on to this year's list. So we decided we wanted to gloat about that. Uh, and I decided it would be a good idea to catch up with the journalist who puts the list together. His name is Tim Palmer from the Sunday Times. And when I spoke with him a couple of days ago, I was curious to find out just how a town or village can make it onto the list. It's a fairly subjective decision because um, everybody wants a different thing. So we can't, you know, some places make lists using data and try and come up with these are the 12 best things because we've analysed this number or that number. But I think what we're looking for are places that have got good basics. So they've got good high street, um, reasonable transport connections, maybe decent schools for if it's the kind of place where you'd move to with a family. But there are also places that have got a little bit extra, which can be anything from like beautiful scenery, lovely buildings, maybe some particularly good shops. And also particularly the thing that we get most excited about is somewhere with decent community spirit where everyone kind of supports each other. Everyone's proud to live there. If there was one measure we could find that worked, it would be if you could measure how proud people are of the place they live, then that would be that would give us our our league table. And how do you go about doing your research? Do you have people who go out and sort of uh, yeah. go undercover and that sort of thing? It's not particularly undercover. It's not super secret, largely because nobody's that interested in us when we're there. But, um, you know, we look at data, we talk to people, we talk, you know, we talk to people we know around the country. And then I think all the places on the list, somebody will have been, certainly in the last 12 months or so, probably much more recently, checked it out, found out what's going on, tried to get a sense, a deep feel, a proper feel for the place, and at least made sure that it stands up to the test that we're, you know, it stands up to to inclusion on this list, which is, you know, it is a pretty prestigious list because obviously we try and change the list every year um, just to keep it interesting. And there are places that are not on the list that might have been on the list last year or the year before, but we haven't included this time just because we've covered them pretty extensively in the past and we like to share the love around the for us it's mainly about celebrating the good things that go on in this country you know the people and the effort that goes into making these places great places to live and that's that's the purpose of it and if someone wants to consult it as a as a guide to where they might like then you know that's fine but that's not that's not what we're doing it for and do you get a sense of the kind of priorities people have if they're they're, they're looking at your list to get a feel for where it's good to be I mean, it changes and it's interesting because it's changed over the last 11, I think this is the 11th time we've done it. And at the start, it was a list very much of places with fast trains to London, a waitrose and good schools that get good exam results. And as we go on, as we go on, I think we've worked out that, well, A, that different people want different things and B, that, I mean, different people even want different things from a school because one person's, you know, school that gets brilliant exam results doesn't necessarily work for everyone else so it's it's interesting and these i mean we went through a phase in the pandemic when obviously it was all about countryside getting open space getting as far away from everyone as you possibly could and listening to trees and maybe wild swimming everywhere um which is lovely but now we've realized that of course wild swimming everywhere isn't quite as lovely as you think it might be because the rivers are all full of goodness knows what um 
And also we're hearing, you know, this year's list focuses, cities are back big style in yeah. this year's list because, again, we're hearing a lot of stories from people who very suddenly and dramatically up sticks, moved out as fast as they could to get as far away as possible from everyone and then realised that, oh, actually, I don't really like this and I'd rather have a bit of culture on the doorstep or, you know, some people nearby and I'd quite like to be able to walk to the chemist or to post a letter or something. So cities are back definitely this year. In terms of the remote working, because, of course, lots of us yeah. are working remotely a lot more, has the fast train to London or to wherever, big city, has that become less of a thing or is that coming back it's, as well? Um, I think the fast train is important, but I think people are willing to take a longer fast train. I think a good train journey now, I think the convenience and length, the convenience and ease of a train journey is now probably almost as important as the length of it. I think what used to be half an hour is probably now an hour. So people who would have wanted to be within half an hour of central London, say, or central Cambridge, um, would probably now put up with an hour if they're only going to be in three times a week rather than five times a week. And But again, it's very different for different people because, you know, there's a lot of people I hear about, again, who during the pandemic, they moved hundreds of miles away to be close to family or something. And now they're surprised that their bosses are suddenly expecting them to be back in the office two or three times a week. And commuting, I don't know, from Plymouth or Penrith to um, London. It, it's time consuming, but it's also expensive. Absolutely. So again, it's one of those things. I mean, I think the good thing about working from home is it really has increased the number of options that people have and it's focused attention away from the familiar, the same old boring places or oh, not boring because they're you know they're great and they're interesting but the same old familiar places that we've covered in that we've all covered that you see covered in property supplements all the time and of course born and saffron walden who have done rather well not boring at all um no absolutely not no any, absolutely not. any particular things about either of those uh, locations in our part of the world that particularly got them over the line and into the list well, yeah born's interesting i mean born's interesting because Again, there was a time when we probably wouldn't have looked too hard at small villages. But again, people like a village and Bourne's a, Bourne's a cracker. It's a lovely, proper, traditional, old fashioned village with its, you know, it's got its lovely babbling brook and its pretty cottages. But it's also got an awful lot going on. Um, you know, it's got sports clubs. It's got friendly community. I think there's everything you need on the high street, um, chemist, post office, again, which is really important because you don't necessarily want to have to get in the car to go and pick up a pint of milk or post a parcel or yeah, return a parcel that you might have misordered from somewhere or other. And it's also got, you know, it's got the brilliant art center as well. Um, and it feels, and it feels really rural, but it's, again, it is within, it's within the magic half hour of Cambridge, probably within the magic hour of London. So you can live a really good rural life while, you know, without being completely out of touch with, with bigger places. And the other, Saffron Walden's great. I mean, we've always we've always known Saffron Walden's great, and it's always been very kind of officially desirable. But I've always thought in the past that it was a little bit highbrow, maybe a little bit stuffy. But again, since the pandemic, it's one of those places that since the pandemic has benefited massively from people moving out of London. I mean, not everyone there might say that, especially if it's pushed the house prices up. But what you have got is an injection of really interesting small businesses lots of them doing amazing food and drink that have opened in the last yeah in the last year or so um 
Yeah, fantastic. So, and the great thing about them is that they all support each other and they all kind of stock each other's products. And it's again, it's got a really nice community feel um, for that. There's the amazing baker. Have you heard, come across Mini Miss Bread? Oh, heard of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah which uh, a, it's a brilliant baker, but b, again, it's taps into one of the things we really like, which is kind of thoughtful, forward-thinking sustainability, because they grow their own wheat in their own field and make their bread from that, which is absolutely absolutely brilliant and again in it's got local pride in spades i don't know one of the i mean just a tiny little sign of that i don't know if you noticed before christmas there's an artist who lives there it's quite an arty place which is good called emily may who's a printmaker and she designed a saffron walden tea towel which has got lovely shop fronts it's like it's absolutely beautiful it's got lovely shop fronts and i think she expected to sell you know a couple of dozen around the place and she sold nearly a thousand before christmas just because everyone wanted to have that beautiful little representation of the place that they lived in their kitchen it's been really great tim talking to you and hearing some of the secrets about how to get into the guide if anyone any of your listeners think their place is worth a mention make sure they get in touch because that's how we because we can't we don't know about everywhere so if anyone wants to tell us that their place is is good enough then let us know and we will certainly investigate this is ian dayborn on cambridge 105 radio